Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people. And I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. Talking about the busyness of fast pace and trying to get space to slow down to be able to, I suppose, take a moment and be a little bit more introvert if you're an extrovert character, yeah. but just take space and, and to be a little bit more self-aware. Where would you start with that in a busy, fast-paced world? Well, again, it's getting no better, it's getting worse. And I think, you know, I've taught for a long time that people need to be intentional about creating what I call margin in your life. Margin being the space between where you function consistently well, right. your sweet spot, and if this hand represents the limits of your capacity, the smaller that gap gets, the less margin you have between mm. where you function well and where you start to break down. Sure. And a lot of people, as you know, especially the the uh, up-and-coming generation, the you know the um, entrepreneurial developing generation in all levels of life that that are you know the the wolf of Wall Street kind of yeah. emphasis that's thrown at us. Yeah is that we feel that to take a day off, to chill, to relax, is to miss a day in the rat race and somebody will overtake me. I think you have to uncouple from that. Uh, and I know it's teaching, um, saying things to young people that they feel is to do with what old people do, or older people think. Right. It is a way of life, it's not to do with age, it's to do with creating space internally even in the midst of business, creating an internal space where you can be thoughtful, contemplative, and, and inward, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, sure. So I think, um, I think it's that, the, the commitment to that. I mean, I'm now looking back, and I would sit at my younger self, create margin yeah. in your life, in the way I just described it. You need creative margin. A lot of people that are doing what they're doing, um, don't press refresh, and it becomes same. It becomes monotonous because they themselves are not refreshed personally in it because they don't know how to even refresh themselves. They'll go yeah. and have a day golfing or go to a spa or a vacation and still come back burnt out because the burnout, as I mentioned earlier, is to do with an, an inner stressful, chaotic world yeah. rather than the external chaotic world yeah. that they're living in. So I think margin, being intentional about creating space mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, financially, um, health-wise is essential in this whole self-awareness thing. I think when you are noisy inside, when you're full of static inside, as it were, yeah. you can't hear you talking to you anyway. Sure. You can't, you can't develop self-knowledge. You don't know what your intuitions are. And again, I think without that, we just finish up bobbing along in life and, and wake yeah. up in midlife and think, what have I been doing for the last 30 years? Yeah. This is not me. Yeah. Uh, it's that that I'm appealing for us to reduce the occurrences of that, which are far too frequent. Yeah, sure. And the margin, really, I suppose, is a great, I suppose, starting point for, hey, to become more self-aware, start with creating well, some margin. Anybody can do that. I think if I started something grander, like going on some you know, exotic retreat somewhere, or um, going to a seminar, or reading 10 books, People are going to think, well, I, I can't have no time for that. I get that. But anybody can create margin, yeah. can take a little bit more time to you, can become quieter inside, to become more thoughtful internally, to figure you out more, to try and journal a little bit more internally. Um, 
why you respond like you do or why that bothered you or how you come across to someone, even deciding to be kinder or more gracious or more inclusive of people um, or more generous to people or more complimentary, even those things to me mm. are margin. Yeah. It's taking time to slow down and notice people and be kind and interact. And instead of it all being about you and what you want from people, start to begin even to just enjoy people. The, yeah. the person that serves you the coffee wow. at the coffee shop on your way to work, lift your head, engage with people. Mm. Even that to me is a part of margin. Yeah. It's, it's recognizing that, that these are people in my world every day um, and I'm making an effort today to slow down and interact with and engage with people. Even that to me, we can all do. Yeah. Um, but it starts with things as simple as that to me. Yeah. Well, what do you think we're most unaware of when it comes to being self-aware? Well, I think we're, mo we're most unaware of, of, of who we are and why we are here. The two biggest questions, I suppose, that have dogged humanity from day one. Who am I? Why am I here? Here, I think, continue to be the main biggies, certainly in our Western-driven life that people would struggle with. And I think there's more answers to that now on offer or more voices speaking to that than have ever been in my lifetime. Sure, yeah. So there's never been a better time, I think, to find the beginnings of some answers to that. But I think the, the, the biggest victim, the biggest loss of no self-awareness or lack of it is that. People don't know who they are. Mm. And if you don't know who you are, you cannot possibly figure out why you're here because those two things are completely linked and always have been, always will be. Yeah. You know, again, looking at probably starting points with this whole self-awareness thing, would you, would you advise that personality tests or strength finders or any of those kind of things are helpful in this? They become really popular. I don't think there's any harm in those. I think the problem with the strength finder personality tests is that they, they are a bit general in the categories. They can give you a clue to why you tick and how you tick like you do. I, I, I get that. Um, so I'm not against those. I think everyone I have done has been a generic area it's put me in. Yeah. I've still had a lot to figure out after that. Yeah. So they're good as a start of a 10, but they're not good to get you all the way to figuring you out. So I'm not against those things. I, I, think, I think to me, uh, asking questions like, if people would write down five things that they love to do, right, um, and then try and figure out how much time do you spend doing those five things. Wow. Yeah. The bigger the gap between what you love to do and how little you do it, to me, is more is going to tell you more about you than strength finder tests, because. To say I love doing these things, but I spend all my life doing these things I wow. don't love, right. is why so many people are sick and fed up and on prescription medication and don't sleep at night and hate their life. And I would say to people watching, write down a few things that you love doing, ask yourself how much time do you just spend doing them this week, and then try to narrow that gap. If you narrow that gap and spend more time doing what you love doing, it's another route to finding you. It's another yeah. way to figuring out you because to spend years, even months, doing what you hate is not neutral. That takes a fundamental toll on your soul. It has an imprint on your life that is not who you are. 
So I think even things like that, as well as strength finding, simple things like, oh, yeah. what, did, what do I love to do? Yeah. How much time do I give to that? Yeah. It's narrowing that gap is what this self-awareness thing is about, helping yeah. you find you even through that way. If you can't sit and think, how do I start? Start maybe with that. Obviously, um, a big role model to your life and my life would be Jesus, and I know to many other people. Right. Looking at his life, and he obviously had a few things down, locked up, but how would you, how would you see self-awareness in his life? I think when we talked about that scale earlier, the levels of self-awareness and self-knowledge and self-expression and self-determination, I see that so much in Jesus' life because he, he was beholden to no one. Mm. I mean, to come from Nazareth and to come from a working class home, as it were, and not to be intimidated or manipulated or pushed around by any of the great and powerful he encountered in his right. life, to refuse to dance to their tune, to refuse to keep his mouth shut when they told him to, to refuse popularity, to, to move in life at his own rhythm, to march to the beat of his own destiny and calling and identity. Uh, all these things to me are huge evidence that Jesus had massive self-awareness. Uh, you can't live like he lived. Um, resistant to all that stuff that was dominating society um, and not have massive self-awareness. Uh, I think Jesus by the age of 30 when he hit the streets had had three decades in complete anonymity really. Mm. When people ask to be like Jesus they're not asking for that, I do know that. People aren't asking for anonymity but that's what he had for three decades. For three decades he was anonymous and only had three years public right. ministry. And I think in those three decades, he had mm. to have figured out, sure. this is who I am, this is who I'm not. I think this is who society will try to make me to be. I think I'm gonna be stereotyped like this or like that, especially from his background or his hometown or his father's business that he worked in um, or his family line, uh, geography, I don't know. But when he stepped out at 30, we do know mm that he clearly was his own man sure and he was his own man till his dying breath you can't be that you can't navigate all the attempts of life to mold you into who they want you to be to shut you down to resist you to silence your voice you cannot survive all of that never mind flourish in spite of it which he did yeah to me without massive self-awareness and I think I want to say finally that I grew up with this whole thing of Christ in me and not me but Christ um, and I get that but what that did for me is it postponed me beginning this journey yeah and I want to say to people listening especially to Christians who are many of our listeners um, if, if it's worth anything to you guys I want to say God lives his life through you. He doesn't live his life in spite of you or in competition with you um, or ignoring of you. That God, when the Bible says God chose us from the, from the foundation of the yeah. world, we, we think that's humanity. God chose us, the royal us. When he says God chose us, it means that God chose me personally, individually, in a bespoke way. Yeah different to how and why he chose you or anybody listening God chose you he didn't choose you to become a karaoke version of someone else he can't get done what he wants to get done 
through you being an edited version right. of you? Or you've been a dulled down version of who he intended you to be. God lives his life through you. So you have to figure out who that person is because the best reflection of God in the earth, wow. his loudest voice, his sweetest varied tone, his multiple shades in the rainbow that is God is only possible if we stop living according to someone else's idea of who we are right. and we start living from the inside out as who God intended us to be. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing, for Welcome. taking the time to think about it and to articulate it and make it clear for me and I think for a lot of other people that would be listening. It's been fun, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's been great. Well, hey, that's it for this um, capture and you know, maybe you know someone that would love to hear this, that you know would need this. Why don't you share it on Facebook, um, link it to someone, email it to someone, do whatever you've got to do to get someone else to have the opportunity to hear this. But uh, thanks for listening and watching and uh, until next time. See you next time. Thank great. you. Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. And uh, I know time is precious commodity for us all, but I would love it if you would take the time to write a review or comment. And above all, maybe subscribe to my podcast channel. Thank you.